doing? And welcome to another exciting episode of the John Riley Project. You know, it's a podcast all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is happiness. And, you know, I titled this podcast episode, The Happiness Dashboard. So we're going to talk a lot about strategies on how to become happier. And I think this would be a really good topic, especially in the month of January, when we're all kind of focused on, you know, getting our new year off on a good foot. So um, thanks again. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Welcome you all here. Um, You know, this is a live stream, so I welcome your thoughts and comments. Just type them in on the chat window in YouTube or in the comments on Facebook. I'll see them on my screen here and I'll read them on the air. Um, But yeah, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about the happiness dashboard. We're going to talk about, you know, the number of like local issues. Issues, um, some national issues, and then um, and then like kind of, I want to give you an update on what's going on with the John Riley Project. You know, I've taken the last couple of weeks off, and um, you know, I just was taking a lot of time to to think and to reflect and kind of figure out what I really want to do with this project. That's what's kind of fun about it is it's my project and I can make this whatever I want it to be. And, you know, I've, I've been really proud of the work that we've done in this so far, but in many ways, I feel like there's so much more that I can do with this. Um, you know, this platform, this podcast, this community forum, you know, frankly, a lot of the other content that I'm producing in terms of blog content, et cetera, there's an opportunity to really make a greater impact in the world. And, you know, on one hand, while I do focus a lot on a lot of local issues in my hometown of Poway or in the greater community of San Diego County, and that's always great to talk about. But in a lot of ways, you know, from my perspective, you know, it's kind of a very narrow audience and it's great people. I love them all. Uh, but, you know, are there ways that I can maybe make a greater impact in the world? And I thought about a lot of that. And that's part of the reason why I really haven't had a podcast the last two weeks. There wasn't just something I really wanted to say. And at the same time, I'm trying to figure out more strategically, like, where do I want to take this project? Um, so yeah, I took the, the, the couple of weeks off in my life and a couple of weeks off, you know, uh, from the podcast itself. And I started thinking about, you know, how I always talk about this podcast is about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And when you hear that, I mean, what does that invoke in from you? I mean, on one hand, you hear life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Maybe you think of the Declaration of Independence and the Founding Fathers and America and freedom. And, you know, maybe you think of a lot of different things. Or maybe you just think about, you know, that's just a really positive message, you know, focusing on your life, having the freedom to do the things that you want to do in your life. Um, and then ultimately, the end result is so that you can pursue and possibly achieve happiness. And, you know, that to me is a very noble thing. When I, when I hear the phrase life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it means so much more to me than just those words that were written in the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. You know, because you know, when you look at it from a historical context, a political context, it it makes sense, you know, granted, that's what the founding fathers were doing. They were escaping the the um, the tyranny of King George. They wanted to live um, life in America on their own based on their own values. And they wanted to have the freedom to manage their life as they saw fit with the end goal of being of happiness. And, and really, that was the the common philosophical message of that time during the age of enlightenment, the age of reason, where we saw a lot more focus on, yeah, you know, your life is really yours and you should live it to the best of your ability. Now, of course, you know, our founding fathers had all kinds of contradictions and there was slavery and and women didn't have equal rights and and we can we can hammer them on all of those things. But ultimately I always thought that the idea the philosophical idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness was still right on target. It was a beautiful message, and it's taking us a long time to implement that. You know, we've, 
you know, I say we in the broader sense, but America eventually shed slavery. Eventually, America has been extending equal rights, you know, for women to vote, for people under the age of 21 to vote, you know, 18 to 21. Uh, We're now starting to see a lot more focus on equal rights, you know, with LGBTQ and, and all of the other. I mean, we could pick any political identity group and we're seeing a lot more with rights. That's all good news. And it all I think it's all great. But I thought. Really, while I do like to talk about politics and I enjoy that, I I really want to I really want to focus more on the happiness part of it, because the happiness portion of this is where I think we can make a greater impact on the world around us. Um, So what are the things that I can do to really sort of spread this news, evangelize this message of pursuing happiness? And and if you've noticed on some of my social media headers on Twitter and Facebook, I've changed my messaging to pursuing happiness because I think that's important. And I think we need to have a greater focus in our lives on pursuing a pursuit of happiness. Now, I still want to talk about local issues. I still enjoy it. I still like talking about current news, especially local news. In the San Diego County area and in my hometown of Poway and the surrounding area, you know, Rancho Bernardo, Calma Mountain Ranch, there's still lots of great opportunity for that. And I think a lot of people are very hungry for that content. But um, I try to find ways that I can blend, you know, local news and pursuing happiness. And a lot of times it's hard. Sometimes it's sort of awkward. So I still I've been thinking lately that I may end up spinning off a separate, for lack of a better term, project to really focus more on a lot of the local news topics um, and and the interviews that I've done with political candidates. I think that really kind of needs to be a separate thing because pursuing happiness to me is the larger goal. It's the life goal. And really, that is you know, me, John Riley, that is my project to pursue my happiness. And if I can spread that message in a positive way, I think there's a great opportunity for all of us to be inspired to do the very same thing. Uh, Pete Neal on the live stream saying, you were missed. Well, Pete, I missed you too. Um, And you went on to say, I don't pursue happiness. I try to get as much in the driver's seat as possible. Yeah. Well, to use the analogy of a driver's seat and, you know, we need to be in the driver's seat of our life, right? We need to be in control of our life, taking action in our life, managing our life, taking control of our life, all aspects, all dimensions of our life. And I think when you look back at the idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, ultimately that's what your right to life really is. It's not the right that you are guaranteed to, to be kept alive in a hospital. What it really means is, is that you are in charge of you. You own you. You are in the driver's seat of your own life. Now, Pete, I know you're talking about it in the context of your Corvette Calypso. And I know we did the podcast all about Corvette happiness. And I know that's one of the things in your life that gives you meaning and joy. And we're going to talk a little bit about these categories of life they give us happiness. And that's all part of this happiness dashboard that I'm going to get into. But um, I just want to let you know just more generally that I've been giving deeper thought to really what I'm trying to accomplish with the John Riley Project. And I'm trying to sort of shift my messaging. You know, I'm trying to pivot a bit um, in a way that I think I can simultaneously be impactful positively impactful in the world around me, but do it in a way that's consistent with the things that I'm working on in my own life um, and how I'm working to improve and to be better. And how can I essentially share that message to inspire others to do the same? So that's that's where I am with all this. And, you know, thanks again for following and listening with this. And by the way, your support in this podcast project means everything to me. I mean, it's so wonderful. Met a lot of great people in this po- project, just like Pete Neal here on the live stream. Um, 
I encourage you to participate if you can in these live stream broadcasts. Just type in your thoughts and comments on Facebook or YouTube, or you can go to my website and sign up for my email list. You can go to johnreillyproject.com or just go to connectwithjohnny.com. And there you can see links to all of our podcast platforms, all of our social media sites, and you can even get on our mailing list. And I welcome you to do just that. Okay. So as we're trying to pursue happiness, the question I want to ask you all, is the world a happy place? I mean, is it? I mean, we, you go on the news and you look at the media and, oh, my God, it's just like controversy everywhere, right? And it just seems to be getting worse when you look at the nonsense that comes out of the national media. And, you know, they're, that's their business model, right? They, the more controversy the media creates, the more divisiveness the, the media amplifies, you know, the right versus the left, the conservatives, the liberals, the Republicans, the Democrats, Trump, Biden, you know, COVID, vaccine. I mean, all of this that is being, you know, America, Ukraine, all of this is being spun up to essentially give us anxiety, to get us fired up. And that ultimately translates into more eyeballs and ultimately more revenue for those media organizations. We need to think about that in that context, because if we just stay focused on that constant negative message that comes from the media, I mean, it can be downright depressing. It can make it really hard to pursue your happiness when you were just getting a deluge of unhappy thoughts and comments. So while the media is going with it leads, it bleeds, or or, I got that backwards. If it bleeds, it leads, right? What are we doing? What can we do differently? Now, what are some of the dominant stories that's going on in the media right now? I mean, right now, of course, I said Ukraine. That's the big thing. And what, Russia is going to maybe invade Ukraine? They've already taken Crimea. They did that, what, like five years ago? And now... Is Biden going to send us into another war, right? And we just got out of Afghanistan. We've been out of Iraq, sort of, kind of, for a while. Are we going to go plunge ourselves into another war? And that's a fair question. Um, I think people in America are fatigued by all of this war. Um, But here we are on the cusp of maybe diving into another one, another one that could be a much bigger crisis. Some people are predicting this is World War III, but, you know, that's all part of this hysteria. And I mean, what other topics are on the news? How the, the kind of the cool one is from a podcaster's perspective is this whole Joe Rogan versus Neil Young, right? Um, that battle where, you know, Joe Rogan is talking about COVID, talking about Invermectin and all these other alternative therapies that are kind of shunned by popular or by, you know, medical science. Um, And now Neil Young doesn't want to be part of Spotify because Joe Rogan is spreading this message. And I mean, Joe Rogan's just a podcaster. It's interesting, too, that Joe Rogan gets massive numbers of of views and and downloads. I mean, that dwarf what a broadcast on Fox News or CNNBC or MSNBC get. I mean, he's kicking their ass. And now it seems like the world, you know, whoever is the top dog is what everyone aims at. Now people are trying to tear Joe Rogan down. And you can say what you will about Rogan, but is he spreading misinformation? Well, I don't know. I've been listening to 30 years of mainstream media telling me that the food pyramid was the correct way to structure the way you eat which has now led to obesity and all kinds of other problems in America. So I don't know, in a world of free speech, I just encourage people to to speak. You know, I I like that. Um, Even if, and if the messaging isn't to your cup of tea, then change the channel. Um, But it's all part, you know, Joe Rogan, it's, it's turning into this controversy. I mean, what's another one? We heard all about inflation, right? Inflation's going through the roof, the price of food, the price of gas, which, by the way, I don't care about the price of gas because I drive an electric vehicle and we power them with solar. And I love that. But I know for a lot of other folks out there, you're, you know, you're paying how much is gas cost? I, I sort of kind of pay attention. What is it? About four and a half bucks a gallon. And if you're Pete driving the Corvette Calypso, you're probably putting premium in there in 91 octane. I mean, that's got to be around five bucks a gallon. And that, that ain't cheap. Um, prices of homes are going up. Although now they're saying that they're going to raise interest rates, which that'll probably dampen the housing market a little. 
Um, but inflation is, is rampant um, and it's crushing people. Right. And and then what else? Um, oh, the latest controversy is the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame voting. Right. Um, Barry Bonds didn't get in. Roger Clemens didn't get in. Right. You know, should they let the cheaters in? That's the whole thing because they use steroids. And now this is the battle that's going on in social media. Now, by the way. I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that the home run hitter isn't in, the all-time home run leader. It's ridiculous that the all-time base hit leader, Pete Rose, is not in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is about baseball history. And these people are huge parts of baseball history. They should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, granted, with the full story, you know, with the controversy, the fact that Pete Rose gambled on baseball, the fact that, you know, Barry Bonds allegedly or maybe it's been proven, I don't know, you know, took steroids. And it has to be part of the message. But it's again, this is all the media cranking up this story. Everyone's reacting on social media. And then there's another one. This is a sad story and it kind of affects us personally. Maybe you've heard. That it was a tragedy um, that happened over the weekend. A young man, Micah Pietla Wiggs, Micah Wiggs, a baseball player, a little league baseball player from the city of um, Chula Vista, um, passed away. He um, died in a horrific car crash on Saturday night. Um, Micah Wiggs, you know, of course, everyone knows him as one of the um, one of the ball players on that East Lake Little League team that went to the Little League World Series in 2013. This is the team that won the national championship. I think they came up short in the world uh, title. Um, but, you know, this is a team that caught the hearts and imaginations of everyone here in San Diego and, frankly, all across the country. And he was so recognizable as this kid, Micah Wiggs, with this beautiful smile, this positive energy, the flowing blonde locks as he ran around on the on the ball field. And everyone fell in love with this kid. Well, he went on to play sports at East Lake High School. He was a um, he lettered in baseball and in football, and then he went to the University of New Mexico to play baseball. And my son was his teammate out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and they got to become very good friends. They lived in the dorms together. They hung out together on the ball field, off the field. Very good friends. Um, my son's roommate. Now, my son is now at the University of Oklahoma. Um, my son's roommate now was Micah Wiggs' roommate in uh, the dorms in the University of New Mexico. And um, later on, they went and played at Santa Ana Community College, uh, my, my son's roommate, Zach, and Micah Wiggs. So my son has been very closely connected with Micah Wiggs. And when he died in this car crash, I mean, it was crushing for my son, um, it was crushing for our family. But it was a huge story here in San Diego County that he had died in a terrible car crash. But it was, you know, again, I this, pos- this podcast is all about pursuing happiness, this episode specifically. And Micah Wiggs really embodied that. I mean, he was a, a young man full of positive energy. That was literally happy. I mean, not a bad word was ever said about this young man. Um, Just a quality guy, like on the ball field and off, especially off the field. But what a tragedy. And a little bit of a tangent. For my son and for Micah, in the the 2018-2019 baseball season at the University of New Mexico, one of their teammates was murdered, um, who was um, out um, at, you know, it was like a Saturday night and um, there are some, you know, bars in the area that a lot of the students go to. And one of their teammates went there, was at a bar. Um, you know, people are drinking, doing stupid things. And one guy that was there, some random dude, was harassing this young lady. Um, and this this young man, Jackson Weller, who uh, was a teammate of Micah Wiggs and of my son, went and defended that young woman's honor. And it caused a big stir in the bar. The fight went outside into the into the streets and actually in an alley behind the bar. And this hoodlum pulled a gun and shot 
Jackson right there on the spot. Uh, crushing. So, geez, my son and his roommate, Zach, there's two people on their ball, ball teams that have passed. It's just, it was just very difficult for them. But yeah, the Micah Wiggs story, just a huge story here in San Diego, um, especially in the sports community. And it's very sad. Very, very sad. Um, but, as, uh, you know, again, what we're trying to pursue our happiness, and it's difficult when there's a lot of negative news. I mean, you know, here in our hometown of Poway, it's the constant churn, you know, we hear of the of the disruption caused by all the development in Poway. I mean, that's really grinding on people. And it's been like that for a couple of years now. Um, that's been difficult. And then, you know, we just get this story. And I, I saw this just today. Uh, or excuse me, I saw this last week is that Poway Unified School District, you know, which is Poway, Rancho Bernardo, Rancho Penasquitos, Carmel Mountain Ranch, Saber Springs. What else? Westwood, Forest Ranch. And I think Del Sur is this North County inland area is covered by Poway Unified, and they're reporting a rise in depression and anxiety uh, for the students, and it's all due to the pandemic. Um, Students at Poway Unified are exhibiting more symptoms of depression, anxiety, and isolation due to the pandemic. And I get it. I mean, speaking for myself, I work from home, you know, and um, I'm less visible at my client sites because of the pandemic, and of course it's crushing it's difficult. It's difficult to pursue your happiness when you're in a pandemic. I mean, it really is. I mean, because in many ways, your your freedom, your liberty, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, your liberty is restricted, and therefore, it makes it harder to pursue happiness. Um, but here at Poway Unified, the number of students having suicidal thought and engaging in self-harming behaviors is increasing. Feelings of hopelessness and despair are typical responses of grief. And children are struggling, you know, about reaching out to their parents and they don't want to overshare. They don't want to undershare. Then they start talking to counselors. And and so the students are struggling with this as well. The negativity um, that's surrounding them, hard to pursue your happiness. And it's difficult. And it's difficult on us as adults, especially if, you know, your your life Previous prior to COVID was very social, um, very active, integrating with others. Now we're doing Zoom meetings and podcasts like this. Um, and the Zoom meetings and everything are great for a while. But after a while, you know, it's it's harder. You know, I mean, I speaking for myself, I work from home. And, yeah, there are moments where I get kind of lonely. It would be cool to be in an office hanging out with other people, shooting the breeze, building more relationships. That's all positive. But it's hard. And for students, it's got to be crushing. Because for students, you know, their social life is everything. And that's how they're growing up. And that's how they're developing social skills. Um, that's how they're turning into adults. And a lot of that's being taken, care, taken from them. And it's very challenging. Pete Neald on the live stream says, I wonder if it is more or just brought to light better. What, more negativity? Um, in the in the press, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure what you mean there, Pete. But you know, I told you I want to kind of shift. I want to pivot a little bit of what I'm doing with John Riley Project, and focus more on this idea of pursuing happiness. Now, what is happiness, right? I mean, that, I think let's start there and. Um, I mean, it's an elusive idea, right? It's an idea that philosophers through the ages have attempted to define. Different people have different perspectives, different ways of looking at it. It's sort of this nebulous thing of what really happiness is. I mean, it's often confused with temporary moments of bliss. Um, But happiness in a lot of ways is a much more fundamental, more more, more core idea. I think the simplest way that you know, I've been researching this, and I think the simplest way to define it, and I know this may be overly simplistic, but it's ultimately success in life. I mean, however you choose to define success. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's living a life that's fulfilling, right? That 
that, uh, something that, that makes you, that kind of fills you up, right? That fills your cup, as it were. Um, living a life that gives you that sort of long-term joy. Now, I mean, another way to think of it, and I was, this is the, the idea that I really kind of came, kind of latched onto is um, it's when what you believe and what you think and what you say you want and what you actually do and the result you get are all aligned. So what you believe, what you think, what you say, what you do and the, and the results you get are all aligned. And when you, when that, when you have that, I mean, that's, that's when we're flourishing. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful feeling. That's really when I think we can achieve happiness. I mean, happiness is, isn't just a moment, a feeling that maybe lasts for a few hours. Um, it's not the high off of some hit of drugs. That's not happiness. That's something very different. Um, happiness is something that is much more long-term, much more, um, it's, it's much more aligned with thinking, believing, acting, and ultimately getting positive results. So, um, you know, I think one of the greatest lines, one of the greatest slogans I remember hearing, and it's a recruiting slogan for the United States military, I think for the army, and it's be all you be all that you can be. And that whole concept, that whole idea is really living that flourishing life, living a life where you are successful in all dimensions of your life. So that's really where I want to take this. I mean, where I want to really go with, you know, more deeply with this project with JRP, but also where I want to take this episode specifically. Um, you know, really happiness should be our ultimate goal in life. Don't you think? Um, Ayn Rand says it should be our moral purpose in life. And I, I think that's right. I mean, what is the whole point of being here? I mean, this is, you know, this really kind of goes to the deeper philosophical thoughts, deep thoughts. I mean, why are we here? I mean, what's the whole point of life, right? I mean, really, it's to be happy. And happiness, some might say, is that a destination? Is it a journey? I think you can argue both ways. But in many ways, the whole point of life is really to pursue our happiness, however we choose to define that. I mean, and, and again, this, this is why I love the, the line, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, because we all have our own definition of happiness. We, there are different things that give us different levels of happiness. There are different things that turn different people on, right? I mean, for Pete Neal, he loves his Corvette. I mean, his Corvette Calypso gives him happiness. For other people, there are different things in their life that give them happiness. And that's the beauty of having liberty, because then we all have the freedom to choose whatever thing that really lights us up and fulfills us. And so, I mean, to me, this is just, a, like I said, that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is a beautiful concept. It's, it's a fantastic philosophy. Um, and gosh, I wish our leaders in this nation, our leaders, frankly, at our local level too, would embrace it for really what it's all about. I mean, God, I mean, the funniest thing is I'm here in Poway. I drive down the road here on Pomerado Road and Twin Peaks. They have all the, the protesters are out there every Sunday. And I see them all the time. And I did interviews with them. Actually, I've had a number of podcast episodes about them. And right now, the Trump people have basically taken over the whole intersection. It's become this thing where Trump supporters, I don't even know if they're all locals. I think you know, there's different groups that so they all kind of flock there from other other parts of the county. But you'll see people there that are holding up these signs that say freedom. And out right next to them is another sign that's like basically saying deport the illegals. And I'm like, this doesn't match, <laughs> you know, because the the even the illegal aliens have the right to pursue their own happiness. Um, especially if they want to come to a nation that's all of the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's all these contradictions. And I just wish our leaders would fully embrace what this whole notion of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is about. So that's why I want to focus more on pursuing happiness. But like what I was getting to is there's so much negativity that it's hard. And it's hard when you're going through life that, you know, 
different things in life can get you down. You know, you might be having difficulty with your family or with a career issues. Maybe you have challenges with health and, you know, you can get depressed. I mean, you can sort of drift. You ever find yourself drifting through life, just sort of going through the motions in the rat race, just doing the blocking and tackling to put food on the table and just to kind of, you know, keep as much negativity at bay as you can. And sometimes it's really hard. So, I mean, this past weekend, I, I had a really interesting experience. So Saturday um, started off great. I mean, I, I was really productive. I, you know, <laughs> uh, we went and took, you know, when we, when we do our recycling, by the way, I separate all the aluminum cans and I, you know, I'll be the first guy to admit, I drink too many beverages to come in aluminum cans, particularly Diet Coke. Um, so I take those periodically to the recycle center up in Escondido. And so I was really productive and I got all those up there and, and, uh, and you convert them to money and they hand you money for them. Like terrific, better than putting them in a blue bin and letting someone else collect it. Um, and then, uh, then took a bunch of, of, you know, we've been purging a lot of, you know, stuff in our house. I think I told you two summers ago, I went through this massive addition by subtraction project where I cleared out so much clothing, so much junk, things that I had accumulated over the years and felt so good about it. Well, over the past year, I've been doing a little more of that. My wife has done some of it. You know, my son moved out. He moved to Oklahoma. He did some of it. So we had a whole bunch to get rid of. So I took all, just a ton of stuff to the Goodwill over the weekend um, on Saturday. And then my wife and daughter and I went out to lunch with my mom. Um, so we had a nice little family activity. And then that was over. And I came home. And all of a sudden, it was the NFL playoffs, right? And the playoff games were amazing, right? So um, I can't remember the order of the games. But I remember, uh, you know, every game it was close. Every game was exciting. The first three games, I think, were decided by a field goal at the end of regulation. Um, uh, so the underdogs, I think, won two or three of the first three games. And then, of course, the final game was the amazing game, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was rooting for Buffalo, mostly because of Josh Allen. Because he went to Wyoming and he played in the Mountain West Conference. And I'm a big San Diego State fan. And, you know, I've seen him play a lot uh, when he was a Wyoming Cowboy. So I've always sort of rooted for him. And he's definitely he's got a great underdog story. Um, so this whole weekend, I was like sucked into all this NFL football. Um, and on one level, you know, you're enjoying the ball game. But on another level, I, I was just a couch potato for the rest of the weekend. I was just sitting there and I sometimes say to myself, ah, I really need to go do this. I need to go that, do that. But I was sort of feeling kind of unmotivated, kind of bored and wasn't sure what to do. And, and so when I was in that moment of a little bit of a fog, you know, a little bit of a drift, I just – you know, it was like inertia, you know, a body at rest remains at rest. So I just sat there and watched all the football games. And, you know, afterwards I was thinking to myself, ah, I probably wasted a little too much time doing it, but I was feeling stuck. And then I thought to myself on Sunday, I said, you know what, tomorrow's Monday. So what, right now it's Wednesday. So this a couple of days ago, I said, you know, Monday, fresh day, clean start. I'm going to approach this very differently. And so what I did is, you know, I, I work from home, right? So I have my home office and I want, but I needed a change of scenery. And unfortunately I have this escape hatch and, um, I have a contract with a company called Regis, R-E-G-U-S, and they have um, office space that you can rent. And I've got this, a sweet deal. I mean, if you're ever interested in this, especially if you work from home, it's a hundred bucks a month. And for a hundred bucks a month, you can go to any Regis location in the county. I think there might be like 10 or 12 of them in San Diego County, and they've got them nationwide. You can, for a hundred bucks a month, you can get five full days in a closed door office. And you can use their, um, their lobby and their facilities any day. So sometimes I'll go there and just get a closed door office. And then I'm in a professional environment, a change of scenery, great place to think, to focus and to really crank out and knock down a lot of things on my to-do list. It's a very powerful. 
And so um, I escape you know, at least five times a month, sometimes about eight times a month if I'm doing it right. Um, so I did that on Monday. And I was really just focused on trying to get out of that sort of stuck feeling that I felt. And I was really thinking about this po- the project, the John Riley project, and the next podcast episode that was coming up in a couple of days. And I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. But I said, you know, I really want to focus on this whole idea of pursuing happiness. So I just sat there and I journaled. And I told you, I journal a lot and it's very helpful. I just have a Microsoft Word document and, oh my God, it's really long. I've been journaling in this single document since 2013. That's nine years. And I just unload my thoughts, reorganize my thoughts, and it's extremely helpful. Journaling is a very, very powerful tool to um, clear your mind of clutter, to reorganize your thoughts, and then and then to sort of, I like to joke, sort of re-upload them into my brain so I can think more clearly and then go forward, take action in a much more focused way. So I was doing that and I was thinking, you know, there's this, you know, the idea of pursuing happiness and what is happiness, you know, we said it's being successful essentially in all categories of life. Well, what are those categories of life? You know, we can think of family and career and, and, you know, maybe you've heard of this concept It's called the wheel of life. And I was looking at it and I was like, wow, this is really, this is something. So this whole notion of the wheel of life is that they've taken each of these major categories of life and they encourage people to essentially score themselves on every one of those categories. And then to essentially give your life a report card to see how you're doing. And I said, you know, I, I think this would be a really good exercise. And I, and I was part of my journaling. I did that. And I went through each of these categories and I just assessed how I was doing. And, and this made so much sense to me because this is what I do in my business. You know, for different categories of my business, I'm constantly evaluating myself on how we're doing. And I do the same thing for my clients, for the various categories or subcategories of, of what we're working on. I try to score, you know, zero through 10, 10 being best. How we doing? Right. And so it was fun to kind of reapply that to my own life and to really assess myself, um, especially looking at it through this lens of, of pursuing happiness. So, so what are the categories? And there are eight of them. Um, now, granted, if you look up Wheel of Life, if you Google it, there's a, there's a million different versions. Um, but these are probably the eight most common categories. So the first one is finances. Okay, like, you know, are you earning enough money to pay your bills, to put food on the table? Are you building wealth? Are you, you know, paying down? Da- if you have debt, are you paying down debt? Are you saving? Are you planning for your future? What are the What is the overall status of your finances? And how would you score yourself zero to 10? Well, I'm not going to give you the full breakdown of my own life, but I will tell you this, is that finance is a category that I have come light years forward. I mean, when I was young, I was horribly irresponsible. Um, and now financially, I am so much better, so much better. I mean, it's, it's like night and day. Um, Chris Sohei on the live stream saying, yeah, SWAT of life. Yeah. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. SWAT. SWAT of life. Yeah, it's kind of what this is. Um, so anyways, with finance, how you doing? How, not necessarily how successful you are, but how happy are you? Now, for most people, the more money they have, the happier they are. But we all know that that's not always true. You know, there are some people that are loaded with money and are extremely unhappy because other aspects of their life are not good. But in the strictly in the category of finance, how are you doing? How happy are you? Zero to 10. The second one is your career. You know, so is your career really where, are you where you want to be right now? Are you, are you heading in the right direction? Are you working for the right company? If you like your myself, if you own your own business, how's it going? Are you growing? Are you adding more customers? Are you struggling? I mean, how happy are you in your career? Because that's another legit category of life. And also keep in mind, I should have said this from the beginning, this is not in priority order. Okay. This is just the order that 
you know, I was going through. Um, and and I, from a lot of other wheel of life analysis, there's similar categories. Um, <laughs> Pete Neal with a scientific 7.8653. I guess that that's his... Uh, that's his uh, score in the wheel of life. But how you doing in a career? The third one is mental and physical health. You know, so um, physically, you know, how fit are you? How, you know, are you eating well? Are you exercising? Are you, um, are you heavy? Do you need to lose weight? And, and then mentally, I mean, how are you doing? I mean, are, are you aware? You know, first of all, are you aware that you have challenges mentally? Are you getting help for those challenges? I mean, how do you feel about yourself? What kind of self-esteem do you have? How much pride do you have in yourself? So how, how happy are you physically and mentally? Now, some people might split these into two categories because they may be doing much better in one than the other. Um, but that's, that, that's one of the categories to score yourself. Another one, fun and recreation. So, you know, are, are you having fun? Are you enjoying life? Are you, uh, do you have activities in your life that give you happiness? I mean, for Pete Neal, it's pretty clear <laughs> he's very happy in this category with his Corvette Calypso. And I know for many of us, we have hobbies and interests. And, you know, is that an area of your life that you're happy with? How do you score yourself zero to 10, 10 being happiest? Um, your physical environment. You know, how happy are you with the home you live in? How happy are you with the workplace where you spend your time? You know, for many of us, we're in our car so much. How happy are you with the vehicle you drive? I mean, your physical environment, the community you live in, how happy are you with that? It almost so could come down to really how how is your your environment decorated? Um, is that inspiring you? Or worst case, do you have so much clutter in your environment that it's a real negative, that it makes you very unhappy? So how are you doing in your physical environment? Another category are your family and friends. You know, do you, are your family and friends supportive? Uh, do you have a large family, a large group of friends? Um, are they adding to your life? Are they reflecting kind of values that are important to you? I mean, what kind of support and love and positivity are you getting from, with friends and family? Or do you find that you have a shortage in either quantity or quality? <laughs> so... How do you rank your happiness there in your social life, essentially? Then another category is romance, right? How's your love life? I mean, do you have someone you love? Does someone love you? I mean, what is your romantic life like? How would you score that on a happiness level? And then finally, from a growth and learning perspective, you know, how focused are you on personal growth? What are you doing to grow your, you know, to grow your knowledge base? What are you doing to improve your skills to make you more marketable in the, uh, the business marketplace? Um, what are you doing? You know, for some people, this is spiritual. You know, how, how would you rank your happiness from a, a spiritual perspective? But from a growth and learning uh, category, are you, are you seeking new experiences? So this is interesting to me. So there were these eight categories and I'll do the finance, career, physical and mental health was number three, fun and recreation, physical environment, family and friends, romance and growth and learning. So those are sort of like the eight pillars of this. And for the people that do this, this idea of the wheel of life, it, it looks like a like a trivial pursuit thing, like a pie chart with these wedges. Well, I, know, I, I like to think of it more as a dashboard. I mean, you know. Pete would probably appreciate this as a, using a car analogy, but I like to see it from a view screen of how am I doing in each category. Um, and and I, I scored myself and I said, you know, well, I gave myself a number in each of these eight categories. And so I figured, you know, if, if, you're, if you're between the score of seven to 10, I'm going to say you're happy. Now, it's different degrees of happiness, but if, if any of those categories, you're a seven- eight, nine, or 10. I mean, you should be pretty happy. Then if you score yourself a zero, one, two, or three, you know, zero through three, I'm going to say that's, that's really unhappy, right? I mean, that's where you're miserable, um, where you're frustrated, where you are depressed. I mean, where you're really struggling. 
And then there are other categories that are sort of in the middle, right? They're kind of a mixed bag. There's some, certain parts that you're happy, other parts you're unhappy. And I would say those are going to be scores of four, five, or six. So what I did is, is I went into my journal, you know, it's just this Word document, and I busted out a table in Word with four columns. And I had one, two, three, four, you know, uh, categories, and then below it, one, uh, five, six, seven, eight. And then I scored myself zero to three, and I actually color-coded each part of this. And so um, I had some reds, and I had some yellows, and I had some greens, right? Green being happy, yellow, like caution, like a traffic signal. Yellow is kind of a mixed bag, and the the red is where, you know, you got some challenges, and you have things you need to work on. And so it was really nice to see it that way, to me, like a dashboard, um, and I had it in my journal, so it's going to be really easy for me to copy and paste it and then drop it into my journal in a future date when I want to update my dashboard. So I was just really excited about this as I did it because it really got me thinking and it got me out of this funk that I was in over the weekend where I was just feeling like a slug, like a couch potato. I mean, the, granted, the NFL games were fantastic, but I was just nothing else was happening. And so uh, this was really good. So I'm in, I tell you, I'm in my office at Regis, this um, this great business office environment. And I tell you, it's a hundred bucks a month and I get full access all month and I get a closed door office five days a month. Man, it's really cheap um, and so flexible. I mean, I'm in Poway. They got one in Escondido, one in Scripps Ranch. They've got one in Kearney Mesa. There's three of them in Mission Valley. There's about four of them downtown. There's like three of them in Sorrento Valley, one in Solana Beach, one in Carlsbad, one in Chula Vista. It's incredible. Sometimes I'll like go to different ones just for the change of scenery. So this time I was at the one in Kearney Mesa. And uh, and I just really was going through this process, journaling each of these categories of life, what I'm calling this happiness dashboard, feeling really good. And then I said, well, what, what's the strategy? I mean, what should I be doing here? Um, and, you know, to me, it's addition by subtraction. In other words, let's focus on the areas that you're not doing so well and how do we bring them up, you know? Because the ones where you're already pretty happy, you're already a score of seven to 10, you know, getting that seven up to a nine might be great. But if you've got a, you know, a fire alarm emergency in one other category, you need to put your focus there. So what I figured is, is that let's go for the negatives and find ways to move the reds into the yellow and the yellows into the green, right? So like I said, the green was seven to 10, the yellows were four to six and the reds were scores of zero to three. Um, and when I saw it that way, immediately I'm thinking, oh, well, I could do this. I should do that. I saw opportunities where I could really immerse myself into some of these categories and really focus on personal improvement in that specific category. And then you start getting creative and you start saying, well, you know, there are other things I can be doing. I can pick one initiative and it can help me in multiple categories. And I'll give you an example. So um, uh, back, gosh, back when I was in high school, um, the number one thing I enjoyed doing, the thing that gave me the greatest joy and happiness, you know, outside of my, my social life, my family life, et cetera, is that I was really big into BMX racing, bicycle motocross. And boy, I mean, I, when I started out, I wasn't very good. And, and I got to be... Good, not great, but pretty good. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I traveled all around Northern California. We went on some um, bigger trips to Arizona, Vegas, SoCal, even in Nevada. Um, but just every weekend I was racing my bike. I had friends that I hung out with that were part of that, a part of that portion of my life. Um, gosh, when I came home from school, I mean, the first thing I did was row my bike. It was constant. And um, it was it gave me great joy and, and great happiness. I didn't really realize it from this perspective as an adult. I didn't really realize it from the perspective of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness or of a happiness dashboard. All I knew is I was a kid. I loved it. And I, I was something that I thought that I could be pretty good at. It was something that gave me a certain sense of identity. 
I had friends that weren't just friends in my local community, but friends in other parts of California that I got to see on weekends for these trips, for these bike races. I mean, it was a huge deal for me. Um, and, you know, then I go away to college and, you know, life kind of changes and and you've kind of, you, you can't really do it anymore when you're in, in college, unless you want to radically change the way you go about being a college student. So at various points in my adult life, I think about it. Oh, it may be fun to ride bikes like that again, and I'll pursue it. And and it, sometimes it'll it'll be something I'll do for a while, and then I'll kind of fade off of it. Well, anyways, about, I don't know, three years ago um, was one of those times where I had this impulse to do something, and I created a meetup group. And this meetup group is called Old Guys That Ride BMX. And what I was trying to find was just other guys like me, you know, guys like me that maybe used to race back when they were young, or maybe they were into BMX, not for racing, but maybe they were more into the freestyle stuff like we see on the X Games. Um, But they just enjoy bike riding and they kind of wanted to do it as an adult and just kind of hang out and and ride bikes and just explore neighborhoods. Because that's what I did when I was younger and I really loved it. And so I set up this group on, on Facebook, or not on Facebook, on Meetup. And Met a couple of guys, like three or four guys, and we used to get together, and and it was good. And then after a while, you know, it, you know, there was just less of less activity and less people showing up, and I sort of lost interest in it. And I said to myself, you know, that's the perfect thing to re- reignite, to to resurrect, and so I did it. And so I, I now have launched and you know, kind of reinvigorated this old guys that ride BMX. And schedule a ride for this Saturday at Mission Bay and already got two people signed up and feeling really good about it because it's healthy, right? It's fun. It's a way to improve your social network. I mean, so you can do some of these things, some of these initiatives that can span multiple categories in this happiness dashboard. And I felt really good about it. So I'm doing that on Saturday and, um, you know, we'll see how I can keep doing this. And I think if I can, I think I'm going to. There'll be an opportunity to see the dial move, you know, on the happiness dashboard. And I'm really excited about it. And I wanted to share that. Just kind of a silly thing. But for me, I think it, 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 it evokes so many positive feelings just because of what I experienced as a kid. Um, it brings back a lot of that, that uh, well, those feelings of happiness is really what it is. Um, so I don't know. Are, are there things like that that you're considering doing? If you are, share with share them, please, in the live stream. What are some of the things that you're doing in your life to pursue your happiness? Or better yet, are if you were to do your own self-analysis of your happiness dashboard, which of those eight categories do you think you're doing really well, you're really happy? And which categories maybe are you unhappy? And are you focusing on it? Are you working on it? Um, are you taking control of your life? Are you in the driver's seat, as we talked about earlier in this episode, are you in the driver's seat of your life? Are you taking action? Or are you like what I was doing over the weekend, just drifting? Are you a couch potato? Are you not taking initiative to address the parts of your life that really need to be addressed? So... I don't know, to me, this is, it's important. And I think by framing this as a happiness dashboard, I think it's good. It just keeps it front, you know, top of mind, front and center. And because I spend so much time on my journal, it's a perfect place to keep it. And it's just so easy to copy and paste and update as I add pages to my journal. Um, so it's a practice that I would wholeheartedly endorse. And that's why I wanted to share this with you. So this is kind of all part of what I'm trying to maybe pivot or, or sort of redirect John Riley project is to, you know, it's still life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I used to always say that the life part was, um, was a lot of the the self-improvement talks. And we've done a number of episodes on various self-improvement um, strategies, including journaling. And we've talked about finance and career and a lot of other episodes. That's all part of life, right? 
the liberty part of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness has always been for me kind of the politic angle, the cultural angle, the society angle of some of the topics we've discussed in this podcast. And the pursuit of happiness was sort of, you know, we, we delved into it. I mean, with Pete and I doing the Corvette happiness episode, which was wonderful. And there have been interviews that I've done with athletes that have been unbelievable. I mean, the one with Rory Herman, our local hockey player from Poway. What a great conversation that was. Um, but I, what I want to do, I think, moving forward is really to focus more on pursuit of happiness. And the, the political stuff that I do, I mean, it's still going to be integrated into what I do within the context of happiness. But I think I'm going to – I haven't fully made this decision, but I'm definitely leaning that I'm going to kind of separate out the conversations and interviews that I do with political candidates – where I try to be, I mean, for lack of a better term, I try to be like Larry King, right? Like interviewing local politicians. And I like playing that role. That's a lot of fun for me. Um, and I enjoy the discussion. And I enjoy bringing out a lot of our local political candidates and giving them a platform for them to share their message, which rare, they rarely get a chance to do. And then good for the voters to learn about them and to be educated. And then have having the live stream and the live chat. So it's like a community forum. And then we've even had people that have watched the episodes that have come on, you know, just they're not necessarily politicians, but they've come on as guests to talk about who was recently on a podcast. I mean, there's been a lot of really wonderful conversations, but my point is, is I think I'm going to try to separate that and have like a separate platform for that. And then make John Riley project more about pursuing happiness. I think it's important. And it's, it's a message that I think I have an opportunity to evangelize on that's beneficial for my audience, beneficial for you, but it also positively reinforces the messaging I'm trying to give myself, that it's helpful for me in my own pursuit of happiness. And I can share my own struggles, my own challenges, and my own victories with you, um, and we can inspire each other. And I think that's that's crucial. I also think about it from this perspective is that, you know, you look at me on screen, if you're watching the YouTube or Facebook live stream, you know, I got gray hair, I'm getting older. And, you know, I think about what are some things that I can do as I get older? What are ways that I can positively influence the world around me as I get into my 60s and even in my 70s? Because I know for sure that whenever that day is that I quote unquote retire, I'm not going to be a couch potato. I don't want to do that. I want to still be productive. I still want to be delivering value. And I think this is a platform where I can do that. And so um, that's why I'm thinking in these terms. Okay. So I want to leave, leave you all with a quote, and it's kind of a longer quote. Um, and this is from Ayn Rand about happiness. And she, she's a remarkable philosopher. Ayn Rand, too, she's someone that a lot of people don't like her. And, and there's a lot of reasons for it. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But there's a lot of great stuff. I don't care who you are or where you're from. I mean, there's a lot of positive information, positive messaging that comes from Ayn Rand, even if you don't necessarily agree with her core philosophy. But she had a great uh, comments here on happiness that I want to share. And and Ayn Rand says, the maintenance of life and the pursuit of happiness are not two separate issues. To hold one's own's life as one's ultimate value and one's own happiness as one's highest purpose are two aspects of the same achievement. This is great. So, your life and your happiness, you know, really pursuing both with vigor, it's, they're all kind of intertwined. They're all part of the same idea. So she goes on to say that existentially, the activity of pursuing rational goals is the activity of maintaining one's life. Psychologically, its result, reward, and commitment is an emotional state of happiness. So that's kind of getting to, you know, when you're, productive and you're having success, that's a lot of where happiness comes from. You know, happiness, of course, is comes from within, right? You don't get happiness from external people. You get it from yourself. And a lot of times it comes from recognizing your productivity and pursuing positive values and getting positive results. That's how that self-esteem is built. And that's how happiness comes on. She goes on to say, 
it is by experiencing happiness that one lives one's life in any hour, year, or the whole of it. And when one experiences the kind of pure happiness that is an end in itself, the kind that makes one think this is worth living for, what one is greeting and affirming in emotional terms is the medical, physical fact that life is an end of itself. So what I take this from my perspective is it means that we should go out and pursue our happiness with vigor. We should live our life. You know, it's like the whole concept of YOLO, right? You you only live once, right? So go out there and pursue life with vigor. Um, Go out and to use the Army's recruiting slogan, be all that you can be. Don't drift. Don't be a couch potato. Um, And hopefully this concept of a dashboard of happiness is helpful, to give you an idea that you can look at your life in various categories and give yourself a score, a happiness score, zero to 10. And in those categories where your happiness score is low, those should be areas of focus. Those should be areas where we direct our attention on improving. And, you know, it's just like juggling, right? I mean, as we improve one category, other categories might slip down. So it becomes to a degree whack-a-mole, but ultimately, if we keep it going, we're going to raise the, the tide for all of them and we'll see all of them increase. But it only happens when we focus and when we take action and we have a plan. Um, and I think the, the happiness dashboard is a great way to do that. OK, so, um, you know, again, thank you so much for listening, for watching. I can't do this podcast without you. Um, if, if you love to support what we're doing, there's a number of things you can do. Number one, you can share this episode with a friend. You can verbally tell them, Hey, the John Riley project, this interesting podcast. I listen to it on Apple podcasts. I listen to it on Spotify. I listen to it on, uh, Pandora, or you might say you watch it on YouTube or Facebook, tell a friend about it, or better yet, click on the share button and share it with others. That'd be really helpful to help grow the audience. If you're feeling compelled to take it a step further, leave a positive review. Go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review if you think we deserve it, if you think I deserve it. That would be really helpful. And if you want to go a little further, you can type a review, write a review. It can be just a sentence, could be a paragraph. You can go longer if you want. Um, That'd be helpful. Um, It's helpful to build the audience, but it's also helpful for me to give me some positive reinforcement and also kind of some direction. That's always helpful. So feel free to leave comments, good, bad, or ugly. And then finally, if you really want to be supportive and you just really dig in what we're doing, um, you can go to my website, johnreillyproject.com. Besides signing up for my mailing list, you can donate money. Um, You can give, give us money. And the money we'll use is 100% of it just goes back into making this podcast better, to growing the audience, to uh, promoting the podcast, to um, everything about making this podcast better. Every dollar I get will go right back into this. Not a cent will go in my pocket. But if you if you feel so inclined, you can go to johnreillyproject.com and at the top menu, there's a donate button. And you can leave uh, five bucks. You can leave 50 bucks. You can leave 500 bucks. You can leave a monthly amount every month. 100 bucks a month if you feel so compelled. It's up to you. Uh, but I leave that opportunity for you because I know some people want to support podcasters. Some people want to financially contribute to help promote the project because they like the message. They like the values that that podcast is promoting. So if this idea of pursuing happiness is a positive value, reinforces what you believe in, gives you the spark, the energy, the initiative to live your life to the fullest possible level, then, you know, feel free to support as well. So that's what you can do if you really feel so inclined. A couple more comments on the live stream. Pete Neal says, all of the human sensors face forward, eyes, nose, ears, and mouth, all oriented to what is in front of you. Follow them. That's good. Yeah. Pay attention to the reality that's right in front of your nose. There's a there's another angle to this that I'll, it's a tangent that I always love the line is that we are given two ears and one mouth on purpose 
and we should use them proportionately. So listen more than you talk. Um, so now here I am blabbing away on a podcast, but, uh, but yeah, follow them. Absolutely. And then um, a little positive reinforcement for someone else on the live stream, uh, but all good stuff. So again, thanks everyone. Um, this is episode number, what is it? 264 of the John Riley Project. We'll be back at you next Wednesday at two. And I'm, I'm going to try to stick to Wednesdays at two, um, you know, consistently. But then I told you, I've been thinking about maybe shifting this to the evening. So, uh, but for now, I'm going to stick to Wednesdays at two, but I may be adding more podcast episodes as we go, as I discover new ideas and share thoughts. And especially as we have more guests that will come on and share their strategies, their techniques, their success stories of pursuing their own happiness. So until then, have a great day. Uh, May the odds forever be in your favor. And we'll see you later, friends. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor, subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog or get more information please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.